Okay, recording on the podcast, recording on the video. We'll get started here in a moment, Terry. What that beep was, but it was something. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. doing good out there whenever you're watching or listening to this uh this is resurrection weekend uh also known as easter weekend tomorrow's resurrection sunday uh usually called easter sunday but i noticed a lot of people are starting to move away from that because easter is has become Associated with uh, chocolate bunnies and uh, colored eggs. And that stuff's all well and good. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, it, anything that can bring a family together. Uh, as long as we don't forget the real meaning of... Sorry, I'm picking my eyes. Those of you watching on video... Uh, as long as it doesn't take us away from the true meaning of the holiday. And, you know, I'm going to jump around a lot of bit here. And hope I can keep this fairly short so you don't lose your attention span. But, you know, I notice, like... I just came from a <laughs> men's prayer breakfast, and the the sermon, the uh, testimony or sermon or whatever you want to call it, was good. The main sermon, but um, then the the guy that kind of he leads it and he brings in a different guest speaker every month, whatever. Um, you know, he started talking about Resurrection Sunday and, uh, you know, on the news, it, it talks, they talk about nothing but, you know, bunnies and Easter egg hunts. And then, you know, he got started going off into this, uh, I was trying to pray about something I'm having a problem with, frankly, and, and I, I was trying not to focus on him, uh, but what got what bothers me is everybody wants to focus on how much Jesus suffered and oh and it was a horrible horrible death but that's not what, the holiday is not about death the celebration of resurrection that it's not crucifixion sunday okay that was 
technically we celebrate that on Friday. Um, it, and even that, or I shouldn't say we celebrate, we commemorate it on Friday, Good Friday. Uh, but the resurrection and the whole thing is about love and life everlasting. And, you know, it, it's a very complicated thing to try to explain in, I don't know how long this video is going to last. I mean, it could be a 12-hour video uh, or podcast, but this won't be, don't worry. <laughs> uh, and you've probably just clicked off because I said this is going to last 12 hours. It's not. Um... But the beautiful thing of it was Jesus was God in man's body. Yes, there was suffering, there was death for our sins, but he knew that's what he was sent here to do. And God in human form, as we're taught was Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in one, right? You see, this all came about through prophecy. It was prophesied in the Old Testament that Jesus would come here and he would be not only denied, but spit on in his hometown, uh, killed by the people he was sent to save. And that, that was all known, and that was fulfilled on this weekend that we celebrate, right? So let's look here at what the Bible has to say. Um... I'm on BibleGateway.com. It's a website I've used for a long time for studying the Bible. I'm in the book of Matthew, New International Version, verse 26. It's, or pardon me, chapter 26, verse 1. It starts out the plot against Jesus. It says, When Jesus finished saying all these things to his disciples... As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then, end quote, then the chief priests and elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Siaphias, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him but not during the festival they said or there may be a riot among the people one of the things that really offended the uh, Jewish priests at the time and Jesus was a Jew this is not anti-semitic okay but it's just a fact they saw him proclaiming to be the son of God, to being the savior, 
They saw him performing miracles and they didn't like it. He was a threat to their power structure to them. He was a threat to their power over the people. And he taught a different way than they did. He taught the love of God and God created you out of love. Uh, instead of ha having to follow a strict set of rules, which we do have to follow the rules, the Ten Commandments. You know, Jesus said, I'm here to fulfill the Old Testament, not to deny it. But we, if you ask God's forgiveness and you turn from your sins and start leading a good life, a biblical life, then that's the way to gain life everlasting. Not through following a stringent set of rules. And then if you break the rules, you have to pay a, a fine to the church. Okay, that's gone on many times throughout the history of the church. Uh, before Martin Luther nailed the whatever it was, to the church door. Um, you know, the the old Catholic church was ripe with co corruption. You know, you, you did this sin, you paid the priest this much money to get out of your sin. That's not what Jesus taught. And that's not what he was sent here for. He died so we could live. Okay. There's a really cool story here um, where it says Jesus was anointed at Bethany. This was also um, prophesied in the Old Testament. Okay. It's in, uh, I'm still in, yeah, Matthew 26, verse 8. Um, he was at the home of Simon Peter the leper. A woman walked in with an alabaster jar of expensive perfume, which she poured on his head. Uh, his disciples got upset. They said, you know, that expensive perfume could have been uh, sold and the money given to the poor or something. And Jesus corrected them and said, you know, why he said why are you bothering this woman she has done a beautiful thing to me the poor will always be with you but i will not but you will not always have me when she poured this perfume on my body she did it to prepare me for burial truly i tell you whenever this gospel is preached throughout the world what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And 2,000 and some years later, I'm still reading the gospel of how this woman anointed Jesus for burial. And the, I'm sure perfume had a lot of different uses back then. But one of the things was it was used uh, as an embalming fluid to uh, make the body not stink as it rotted. Of course, we know... Jesus' body didn't rot. He rose from the dead. But still, it was prophesied in the Old Testament. 
he would be anointed uh, and prepared for death. And that's what this woman fulfilled. Uh, then we have Judas agrees to betray Jesus uh, for 30 pieces of silver, or as sometimes it's called, 30 shekels of silver. Uh, Judas denied, or pardon me, ratted out, turned Jesus over to the Romans uh, because the Jewish elders and priests were saying that he was breaking their law, that he was proclaiming to be the son of God. And of course, you know, they said he wasn't. Well, we know better. Um, <clears throat> the Last Supper. We're all, <laughs> we're all familiar with the famous painting. In fact, I have it hanging on my wall. Um, it's the Festival of Unleavened Bread. And leaven, which is like yeast, represented sin. And the funny thing is, if you look at the painting of the Last Supper, you can see these nice big loaves of bread. And uh, yeah, that, that nice fluffy loaf of bread is leaven. So that's not what they ate at the Last Supper. But, you know, it, it was a Catholic artist rendition of what the... Uh, Scripture says, not a literal, but anyhow. Uh, on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations to eat the Passover? So again, this shows you Jesus was a Jew. Okay? A lot of people think Jesus was a Christian. Okay, that didn't exist until after the crucifixion and okay um, and a lot of Christians uh, from different denominations dislike Jewish people um, a lot of anyways I'm not going to get political in this but Jesus was a brown skinned Jew alright let's just get with the program um so they do the the Passover dinner, and um, they were very sad to say to him one after another, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. They're talking about who's going to betray Jesus. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand in the bowl, he will betray me. The Son of Man will go as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him to have not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. And Jesus answered, You have said so. So while they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. This is what we do. Uh, in some churches, they do it only at Easter. Um, some, they do it every Sunday. But they take the wafer with the bread without any leaven or yeast in it, and you eat the bread, which symbolizes Jesus' broken body, killed to, 
uh, amend our sins. And then we drink, he says here in um, Matthew 26, verse 27. Then he took a cup and it was given and had given thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink from it and you drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, the covenant, which is poured out for many, the uh, for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So he's giving them the wine to drink. Uh, this is the new covenant between God and man so that whoever accepts Christ is forgiven of their sins and is brought into the kingdom of heaven. Okay. And then when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Uh, Jesus predicted that one of his disciples, Peter, would deny him three times before the rooster crows. And Peter did. Uh, at the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and two of his, and two of, ah, took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he, he fell with his face on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. He then returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. He went away the second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may, you, may your will be done. So he's saying, may God's will be done, which is what we should all think and say and pray. Let the Lord's will, let God's will be done in your life, not your will. He came back and found them sleepy because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived with him was a large crowd of armed armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and elders to of the people now the betrayer had arranged a signal the one i the one i kiss is the man arrest him so, so the romans really didn't even know who jesus was or what he looked like and of course this was not the age of you know, internet and 
you know, there was no photography. Um, maybe there were drawings, but people really didn't read a lot, didn't read well. Only if you were very well educated and rich, probably. Um, so there were no newspapers even. Uh, news, news and everything was done by word of mouth. And So the only people that knew what Jesus looked like were the ones who saw him preaching and, of course, his disciples who had been with him for a while. But the Romans also didn't like Jesus very much. They felt he was a threat to their power. I mean, this man could motivate crowds of thousands of people. And if you're trying to run a dictatorship... The people that you're dictating and enslaving, you don't want them getting riled up and stirred up. Especially when, you know, this man is known for performing miracles uh, and things of that nature and, and having supernatural powers. Which we, of course, all know those powers came from the Holy Spirit and God. Uh, you know, Jesus was not a witch. He didn't use the powers of the earth and some sorcery. Like some cock and bull liars uh, will want to preach to you. Uh, I remember at college, you know, hearing the Wiccans say, Oh, we use the same powers of the earth to, you know, this and that that Jesus used. No, you didn't. Sorry. Uh -uh. You're a liar. You're a heathen. And you are not the son of God. Sorry to get off on a little rant, but I want to make clear. You've got to read the scripture to understand, you know, the powers of healing, the power of prayer. This isn't some earthly magician power, okay, that we're dealing with. This is the Son of God. And that's why when it comes to the crucifixion and the, the death and resurrection, I want to, I like to focus on the good part. Jesus saved me. He died and he suffered to save me. And he passed that on to me so that I can live forever in the kingdom of heaven with him and with God and, you know, my grandparents, uh, you know, my friends and elders that went before me who were saved. All, all of these people, okay? So... They took Jesus before the Sanhedrin. Uh, those who had arrested Jesus took him to Siaphias, the high priest, where the preachers of the the teachers, pardon me, of the law, and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed them at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. So this is basically the trial of Jesus. Uh, and then again, Peter disowned Jesus um, again. He was taken that because the Jews, pardon me, the Jews under the Roman 
rule didn't have the right to uh, kill anyone or crucify someone. So they had to take him to Pontius Pilate, the Roman uh, governor of that that area. And when he was before Pilate, it says, Meanwhile, in uh, Matthew 27, verse 11, Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus replied, You have said so. When he was accused by the priest and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. So Pilate was expecting him to say, Whoa, dude, don't crucify me. Okay, I give um, I'm, I give up. I'm not the son of God. And Jesus didn't. Uh, he couldn't. I mean, it, it's factual. God sent him here through the virgin birth to fulfill this prophecy and save the rest of us. But so Jesus couldn't deny that he was the son of God. He, he, that's what he was. That's who he was. That's who he is. Okay. He, and he's in heaven sitting at the right hand of God. So I shouldn't use past tense. Jesus is the son of God. Okay. And he will return to earth someday. So Pilate couldn't find anything wrong with Jesus, but he left it to the Jewish elders and the crowd that they had gathered there. And he said, you know, on Passover, which Jewish people celebrated Passover. You can look that up and find out what it is. And they still celebrate Passover to this day. Uh, They don't celebrate Easter or Resurrection Sunday, okay? They celebrate Passover. But around this time, the Romans would always set one prisoner free. Uh, So he said, well, I'll leave it to the people to decide. Do you want me to free Barabbas, this criminal? Or do you want me, what do you want me to do with Jesus? Those are your two choices. You can have either Barabbas freed or Jesus freed. And I guess there was this chanting and the governor would say, Barabbas, and they would say, free him. And then they would say, Jesus, crucify him. (coughs) So... Pilate washed his hands symbolically saying, this is not on me, this is on you. Um, The soldiers took Jesus, they beat him unmercifully, they mocked him. You know, if you're the son of God, then, you know, save yourself. Uh, They put a crown of thorns upon his head uh, and all of this. Uh, to humiliate and curse Jesus. And then Jesus asked 
God to forgive them, for they know not what they do. And while he was on the cross, there were two uh, criminals, one on either side of him. And the one asked Jesus to forgive him of his crimes, and Jesus forgave them. And mind you, you know, the, the Jewish people at the time didn't believe Jesus was the Savior. They, um, they still don't, just to get that clear. But they didn't think he should be forgiving sins. Only God can forgive sins. Uh, so that was one of the reasons they had him crucified, to kind of backtrack. So the crucifixion of Jesus, uh, it's, it, crucifixion is very, very painful, agonizing, and basically you, you suffocate yourself to death. Um, there's no other way of putting it. Um, it says the death of Jesus from noon until three in the afternoon, the darkness came over the land about three in the afternoon. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lemma sab Sabachathai, which means my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, people thought that he was calling out to Elijah the prophet uh, and things like that. Uh, immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge and filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. When Jesus cried out in a loud voice again, he gave up his spirit. And at that point, Jesus' spirit left his body. Uh, sometimes crucifixions could last for days. I mean, it's a really uh, gory, horrific thing. And I think, you know, the, when the Roman soldiers beat Jesus so severely uh, before the crucifixion, you know, that was done to a lot of people to weaken their body to speed up the crucifixion death. But I, th they went a little harder on him. And maybe that's what helped him to suffer a little less. But still, he suffered majorly for our sins, guys. Um, Jesus' burial. He was a rich man from Arithmathea. Sorry named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate ordered that he, it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in clean linen cloth or swaddling clothes. Remember, Jesus was born in swaddling clothes. It was a foreshadowing of his death. So they wrapped Jesus in clean linen cloth, placed him in a new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting opposite the tomb. 
the Romans then put guards at the tomb because they were there were people afraid that somebody would come steal the body uh, because Jesus had said, I will rise from the grave. And people, th the Romans may have thought that, well, someone's going to come take the body and say, oh, look, he rose from the grave. Well, he really did. And, and it is... Um, it was witnessed by many people. Not him rising, but uh, his appearances the 40 days after his crucifixion was witnessed by uh, Romans, Jews, uh, non-believers. Okay, So, Matthew 28, Jesus has risen. After the Sabbath at dawn, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord had come down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid, they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. And that's why we call it Resurrection Sunday. And you see all the memes and things on social media that say he is risen or he has risen. Uh, just then he said, Come and see the place where he lay. This is the angel talking to the Marys. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee, and there you will see him. Now I have told you. So the angel came down, rolled the tomb away for Jesus to walk out of the grave. And this is the beauty of the Resurrection Sunday, that you know, because he died and rose again, because he suffered on that cross, which everybody's going to want to paint to you as an ugly, horrific, make you feel guilty thing, is actually a beautiful thing, what he did for us. It was the ultimate love. No greater love has a man than to die for his friends. Right? So... Jesus, through that suffering, through uh, death and, and resurrection, showed us that we too can have new life. If we accept God, we accept Christ, we turn from our sins. That's key. Okay. Jesus didn't die so that we can sin it up and have a party every rock and roll all night and party every day. Jesus died, rose from the dead to show us that there is life after death. It was a literal thing, but it was a symbolic thing too. This literally happened. This ain't some story. No, it, the Bible is extremely clear what is fact and what is fiction. 
Jesus talked in parables. He taught in parables. But when the Bible, let's go way back to the Old Testament. When the Bible talks about a great flood, it does not say this is a parable. No, it says this happened. My dog's biting her toenails and it's driving me nuts. Uh, that's not in the Bible. But when the Bible talks about God parting the waters for Moses and the Israelites to pass, and then the waters closing in on the Romans and drowning them as they were chasing the Jews who were escaping uh, enslavement in Egypt. I think I might just call the Egyptians the Romans, but it, it was the Egyptians. That is literal. So when they say Jesus died on the cross, suffered, was crucified, dead and buried, and rose again, that's not a metaphor. That is a fact. Okay? If you look at Jesus' parables, he talks about uh, the farmer who throws the seeds, and some seeds land on the hard ground and don't sink into the soil and don't grow. Some seeds land among the thorny weeds and are strangled out by the thorn, the weeds. Others land on the good soil and grow and flourish. That was a, a pet, a metaphor, not a pedophore. A metaphor for you know the people that are in the weeds you're gonna get strangled out by the sinners and the, the weeds and the wickedness around you those that land on the hard ground that don't take root are gonna perish in, in the heat of the Sun because there's nothing for them to take root in the ones that land in the good soil and take root and grow those are the people that you know land in that go to the Christian church that are have their roots in good solid soil, okay? Good solid soil, the the word of God, the word of Jesus Christ, okay? That was a parable, and Jesus the Bible explains Jesus is talking in a parable. Uh, it says Jesus told this story. Okay, other things like the crucifixion, it says, this is a fact. These are the facts. Maybe it doesn't say that exactly that way, but it's stated as a fact. So, I just wanted to get on here and, and rant. Uh, this is a beautiful thing that Jesus did for us. And, and I don't want everybody to focus on, oh, he suffered. Oh, my God, you know, he knew he was going to suffer. He was sent to die for our sins. And it's so beautiful. We get everlasting life because of what happened to 2,021 years ago around this time. You know, our calendar and their calendar are not exactly matched. That's why some days, 
some years resurrection sunday falls later in the month and this month it falls on the fourth day but the calendar doesn't matter it's what jesus did for us the suffering matters because that could be us suffering in hell okay the whole uh, abuse of Jesus's body by the Roman soldiers. They called it scourging, where they would beat the person to weaken their body before the crucifixion. Uh, that was a symbol of us suffering in hell. But it really did happen to Jesus. That could be us being beaten that uh, could be our souls being tortured by Satan, you know, had Jesus not done what he did. Had God not come to earth in human form through a virgin birth and brought to us a new way, a new covenant, we could be the ones being beaten and abused in hell by the devil. All right? Yeah, that's old school. Yeah, that's hellfire and brimstone. But that's the legit truth, guys. So, anyways, I hope you all have a good Easter weekend. Uh, Resurrection Sunday. Whatever your preferred name of the holiday is. Because it's not about the holiday. It's not about the big uh, festivus dinner you're about to have tomorrow. I know I'm planning on going to dinner with my family, uh, but it's not about food. It's not about chocolate wabbits. It's not about Easter egg hunts. It's about life everlasting and eternal uh, salvation and living forever in the kingdom of heaven. So, uh, and a pretty cool thing, you know, I met a guy at the men's breakfast this week and I, you know, I, th I think he's gonna, he's gonna get saved, uh, if he hasn't already, I, I couldn't tell, but, you know, he said, yeah, I came to church last week and I was like, well, I'll see you tomorrow, man, and, uh, you know, he, it was just really great to see that, that newcomer to church. And that's what this weekend is about. It's about inviting people to church, inviting people to get saved and become Christians uh, and follow an eternal life. So thank you guys. God bless you. Hope I did an okay job uh, because I didn't make notes and didn't write things out. I just... I just went with my, my gut feeling as I read through the scriptures that I've read many times over the years. Uh, but I'll try to link this on YouTube and on uh, Rumble. So, And I was reading from the book of Matthew. Um, it was, for those of you on the podcast, it was chapters... 27 and 28, the New International Version. Uh, you can go to BibleGateway.com and they have uh, every translation of the Bible there. 
just about King James, New International, the Living Bible, the American Standard Version, um, and, and they're all good. So uh, let me read one last thing. Uh, by this point, Judas, who betrayed Jesus, had hung himself already. In fact, he did that before the crucifixion even. Uh, but there's this subsection. It's called the Great Commission. And that's what this, this weekend is really, 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 really all about. The Great Commission. Then the twelve disciples went to Galilee on the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus told his disciples to go out there and preach the word, teach the word, and baptize people. And that's passed down to us as Christians through the original disciples through the savior and when you get saved and you we've learned you know the the biblical scriptural way of uh, spreading the gospel baptizing this is our commandment from god from jesus our commission we've been commissioned to go out and spread the gospel and save others through Christ. We don't save them. They get saved by coming to Christ. And that's the way to the Father. Thank you guys. God bless you. Pray for each other. Happy Resurrection Weekend. Oops. Let me get, get Amazing Grace back on here for you. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear And grace my fears relieved How precious did that grace Oh.
Be 